the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Great Google it Moogla. I'm Rob Black. I kind of wish we could get back talking about great Google and Moogla and Google and Facebook and Apple and Tesla and such, but it seems like we're caught in a little bit of a crossfire with El President Trump and what's going on there. But I'm going to try to steer you in the right direction today. Yesterday, investors were generally impassive. That's fine. We're at an impasse. I think I'm using that word correctly. I could be using it incorrectly, but please don't tell anyone. Um, We're taking matters out of the market, and we're not really trading on them. There have been twists and turns along the way, where some days we do, some days we don't. But regardless, I feel that there's not a lot of conviction in any one direction. You know what's funny? I can probably name one song by... Uh, One Direction, and I don't even want to try it and tempt it because it may ruin my credibility with the the One Direction fans. I know you're saying, you've got credibility with One Direction fans? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, there's a lot going on. Today we're seeing a company called Bookings Holdings. It's down big. What do they do? They book airlines, they do things along those lines, Right. Ticker symbol BKNG. And that's kind of painting. Is that the right way of saying that, do you think? It's kind of painting the market with a little bit of negative because we do look at a company like Bookings Holdings, who has Booking.com, Priceline, Agoda, Kayak, Cheap Flights, Rental Cars, Momondo, Open Table. Uh, pretty pretty good lineup, if you ask me. I've used Open Table, you want to hear funny, for 15 years, it feels like, maybe 16 or 17 years. Because when I got to the Bay Area, there was this push for technology and getting uh, reservations online because the company would give the hardware to the restaurant, Open Table would give the hardware to the restaurant, and then they would lease it to them is probably the better way of saying it. And then every time someone booked a reservation, they'd charge a buck a head or something along those lines. It's the eighth largest company, bookings. It's the eighth largest company by revenue in the United States. Internet company, eighth largest internet company, bookings and revenue. So anyway, uh, booking.com, opentable.com. Opentable was something that it, I used to love, and they'd give you, for every 10,000 points you got, something like a $100 gift certificate. I think I've done it. I think I've gotten $250 of gift certificates in 15, 20 years. That feels like not very much to me. For my loyalty to always having that freaking fracking open table app on my phone or on my computer, and they did a horrible job of letting you reset passwords. It drove me crazy. But anyway, they're, they're painting the market slightly negative today. Then you get Celgene. They're in the news after a large shareholder of Bristol-Myers Squibb said he didn't support their proposed merger. Celgene and Bristol-Myers, will they or will they not get married? 
She loves me. She loves me not. Will Bristol Myers Squibb leave Celgene at the altar? Tune in next week as the stock market turns. You get box, you get square, you get crocs, you get HP, and other stocks getting hit hard today based on weak earnings. Remember yesterday, a big thing that I did was all about earnings. Well, box, square, crocs, and HP disappointed. Now, box and uh, box is a poor man's, I'm not going to say poor man's Google, but they need to be very careful so they don't get eaten by Amazon Web Services, Google's Web Services, or Microsoft's Web Services. In the end, I think Box becomes uh, becomes acquired by one of the big boys. Square, a company I like very much as far as fintech goes. I haven't gotten into their report. Crocs, do you remember Crocs? you know what Crocs made? Those stupid, ugly shoes made out of, I guess, recycled jelly, plastic, or something like that. And kids would get like little pens, like Mickey Mouse pens that they put on their Crocs shoes. And they're good for kids because you don't no shoelaces or I don't know if they had shoelaces. I didn't have shoelaces. They had something. HP big enterprise company. So you can kind of see four different companies there, right? And when you throw in the weakness out of bookings, you could see some pretty big weakness. China's official manufacturing PMI for February fell to a three-year low. They're contracting. They're not making as much as they used to. Considering that the world's manufacturer, China is, it's concerning. It's a note. It's uh tariffs are hurting both the United States. And China, and you could probably even extrapolate it to a third and say the world. President Trump ended his summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un earlier than expected. He balked at the suggestion to lift all sanctions in exchange for denuclearizing some portions of North Korea. No agreement was signed, but he did get out of the United States for a small vacation while Michael Cohen was basically ripping his uh, credibility pretty hardcore in front of Congress, which maybe President Trump booked his flight to Vietnam on bookings.com, or maybe he didn't, and that's why they missed their numbers, right? We got advanced fourth quarter GDP. I know you're saying, what the gross domestic product? You typically get three readings on it, kind of a a lot of revisions along the way. So it put economic output in the fourth quarter right around 2.6%, which is not great. Considering we have tax cuts, we have full employment, it's not bad. I will take GDP anywhere between 2 and 4%. 4% is too high. 2% is too low. 2% you can stall. Uh-oh. I just think I heard the airplane engines turn off. And you can crash into a recession. 4% you can create too much inflation where number 12 and other people in the world of work suddenly are getting paid way more than they used to because their job jumping changes. And they're getting into higher salaries because there's only so many warm bodies in the world And when economies are at 4%, a big one like the United States, everyone wants you. Even though you have breath that smells of deathly garlic, everyone wants you. It's Thursday, so we got the personal, we got the initial claims for the week ending. They increased by 8,000 to a still very low 225,000. So check on the first time unemployment claims. Any number under 350,000 is a good number, and we've been well under 300,000 for a long time. I won't do that again. I promise. Keep in mind, I'll probably do it again. So very low level of initial claims kind of gives me a sweet. Whereas you may go, oh, the, the weakness out of box, square, crocs, and HP may give you a kind of a hangover. I'm somewhere in between. Major averages are off to a mixed start today. Outperformance from the heavily weighted S&P 500 healthcare sector. 
You see healthcare and financials doing well, weakness in energies and consumer discretionary. The communication sector is outperformed in the early going. Alphabet up, aka Google. Verizon up, aka the number one cell phone network in the nation. And we're addicted to our cell phones. Netflix higher. They're giving some early support out there. So I like where we're at. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big seminar coming up. You can find out more by going to robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. It's in the middle of March. It's a third evening. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Economy grew faster than expected. That's probably the positive. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. This is the Stambellas, the Canadian rock band, so to speak. Seeing what's called funeral pop or gothic folk or farm emo or alternative country. They're coming to San Francisco, May 19th. I'll be at that show. Maybe I'll go to the Portland show. Maybe I'll go to the San Diego House of Blues show. Um, I'm a big fan. The album that came out a couple years ago, I thought from beginning to end, it had maybe 10 songs. And for some reason, I bought it. I haven't bought albums in years, but there was like two or three that I really liked. And uh, every song on it was pretty good. Maybe one or two had a hiccup in it, but uh, they have a new album out, and I, I've liked the sound of the new album. It's not quite as uh, dirgy. Is that a word? Dirgy? If it's not, don't correct me. They've got spirits. Um, I got uh, guns in my head, and they won't go. They got shovels and dirt. They got young and wild, which we just heard. I'm a fan. Uh, but anyway, I'm totally digressing. They've got a band member named Dave. And Dave wears a hat that says, Dave. And I've always wanted a hat that said, Robert. But I don't know why I don't have one. I I buy trucking hats because I look cool in trucking hats. Um, Yeah, I'm one of those guys. Anyhow and anyway, I'm totally digressing. Disney is in talks to buy Warner Media's Hulu steak. I don't know if I'd do that, Time Warner, Warner Media, AT&T, whoever you are. Because you are going to be giving the, uh, the pirate's booty. To Walt Disney. There's only going to be so many streaming players, and some of the people like Netflix and Hulu who have head starts are going to be pretty well positioned. Walt Disney is actively pursuing the purchase of Warner Media's nearly 10% stake in Hulu. You know you should buy Hulu. Apple. Period. Done. End of story. Make it a service. Put it on their phones. People like their phones. People kiss their phones. People are lovingly sweet to their phones. You get the idea. Disney, Comcast, 21st Century Fox each have a 30% stake in the video streaming service. But Disney's taken over 21st Century Fox's part of it. Time Warner, renamed Warner Media after its acquisition, holds a 10% stake. So they're basically locking it up. They're trying to. AT&T committed to cutting its heavy debt load in 2019. And AT&T has that Warner Media stake 10%. AT&T has to raise some money to, uh, how shall we say, put some new 5G teleco equipment on their 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 antennas. Disney, Hulu, and AT&T have not responded. But I think that's a big one. Fourth quarter GDP increases 2.6% better than expected. I don't think that's something a lot of people hold on to. I don't think you're going to go home today and say, hey, did you see that big GDP number? You may go home and sit by the water cooler and say, hey, did you see how Netflix was up 10%? 
I don't think GDP is a talking point, but it's one of the things that when you see it, keep in mind it can be incredibly manipulated data. But it's a good thing when you see it uh, at 3%. We're okay at 2.6, but it's showing you uh, some of our better days of growth are well behind us. And then you're seeing some countries like China growing at 6 7%. They used to be growing at 8 9%. And you're like, okay, who do I want to invest in, China or in the United States? Then you get Chinese situations where you're like, I don't really trust their numbers. Trump and the GOP promised economic growth that was much better than Obama's, and 2.6% is not what is better than Obama's. It's not what happened. So for those of you who are partisan and who like saying we're always right, be careful. Ed Yardini, one of the better analysts out there, he says stocks are going to roar to new highs. He says don't listen to alarmist over earnings slowdown. Wow. He says it's an ideal time to be in stocks. And remember, we're at we're kind of impassive right now. We're at an impasse. We're not really doing much. He's saying the V-shaped market rebound from the December lows could be considered a victory for long term. He went against negative sentiment in December. Stocks pulled back. He was buying, so he's already up nicely. He's one of those guys who's grayed a lot in the last ten years, and he wears really tiny little like librarian glasses. So you'll notice him if you ever see him. Um. But he's saying, you know, comparisons were difficult, but he still sees us going up. He says, we never really got credit for the fundamentals of last year. Earnings were up almost 25%. Stock market took a dive at the end of the year, taking up way about 6% from the S&P 500. So he says, some of this rebound that I continue to expect continue to happen is just because we oversold last year's great numbers. Okay, okay. Um, Square. That's that company that makes a little dongle, and I hope I don't get investigated by the SEC or the FCC. Don't bother me, because I said the word dongle on air. It's not a dirty word, but boy, does it sound like a dirty word, right? Get your dongle out of here. It's my Square dongle. It's how I pay for services. Square tumbled in trading after issuing disappointing guidance. uh, Square is the company that Jack Dorsey, who runs Twitter, also runs Square, and people go, can you do both? Um, I like the idea of Square enormously. I want you to be cautious with it. And if you ever own it, I want you to say, um, I own a very uh, volatile company, both on the upside and downside. Um, I like the company for the long-term patient investor because, you know, if you go get a haircut, your stylist will put a dongle in her phone and say, okay, it's $50 and swipe it. And do you want to put a tip? And she gets her money that day, whereas credit card processing typically is like a two- to three-day wait. Um, it's a hot space. There's increased competition. If you look at a name like Clover from First Data, this is competition that's coming into the space that does make you concerned for the longer term. Uh, virtual, not virtual payments, but modern payments, 21st century payments. I don't even know what we're going to call fintech payments. There's a lot of new fintech companies. And Square was the very first ones. But then the banks said, hey, we, we want a piece of this Venmo action. Even though Venmo is not profitable with PayPal, Square is profitable. But then the bank started Zelle, Z-E-L-L-E. And I'm like, what's that mean? Like Gazelle or Gisella? I don't know. But there's a lot of competition in fintech. And a lot of the companies are doing well and doing right. So stocks are going to roar into new highs. Squares falling on earnings, but I see gains ahead. Those are some of the top stories today. Disney's in talks to become a dominant owner of Hulu. They got the cash, and AT&T got the debt. 
AT&T may say this is a time to ring the register. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Everything in my world is money. Everything. Are you with that? Yesterday, America lost a lot of productivity. As a lot of people at work were watching the Michael Cohen testimony. It's kind of a hot topic for both Republicans and Democrats, and most of us fall into one or the other. Productivity. Businesses lost money. Another big productivity killer is right around the corner, March Madness, CBS, basketball, where, again, should it just be a holiday? Should should that whole week just be a holiday? That Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's pretty maniacal, right? Anyhow, um, yeah, that would kill me. If I was a boss and I'd somehow set all my internet exceptions to stop people from watching TV at their desk. I know you're saying you're a tough man. It takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. Just saying. A Tom Brady collectible card. Speaking of sports and how we waste a ton of time watching them. We waste a ton of money going to them. I'm sorry, but $12 for a beer is redonkulous. Am I allowed to say redonkulous? <laughs> Dongle. <clears throat> A Tom Brady collectible card from the year 2000 has set a modern card record in an online auction. $400,100. Wow. 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 The sale eclipsed the previous modern day record from Michael Jordan, which was set just four days prior at $350,100. Okay. Okay. So you're telling me a Jordan card and a Brady card went for $750,200? You wonder why the world hates us? Ethiopia is like, we could use some food. You could send us seven, uh, you could send us $200 of food. <clears throat> I know you're saying that's the worst Ethiopian impression ever. But again, it's, it shows you how egregious Americans are with our money and how we spend it. If you were to give me a Lamborghini, I'd instantly sell it. Well, I'd pay my taxes on it, but I'd, 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 I'd raise money for charity. I'd give it to charity. Like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Would it be fun to do a one run in it? Yeah. And there's a service that you can go to Vegas and do a run in a race car and get it done and over with. Stocks traded marginally lower today as the breakup of the Trump-Kim nuclear summit without agreement gave investors another reason to be gloomy. Man, you can really, really get in this whole Kim Jong-il-un thing and get sucked into it. Seeing him smoke a cigarette is fascinating. It's, it's Again, a lot of people across the country listen to this on podcast right now or streaming. And a lot of America still smoke cigarettes. But in California, in the Bay Area, it's almost like, well, we, we expect some of the blue-collar workers. We expect some of the service workers. But you don't see it often. It's just you're not exposed to it. And to me, whenever I see a cigarette now, it's like to me, it's almost like seeing a vampire. I've got a contention that vampires are real. Because I got a contention that Nazis were real. I know you're saying, where's this going? Well, many, 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 many years ago, we can't believe now that people, Nazis, would put people in ovens and kill them and cook them. It seems like that couldn't possibly have happened. And yet that was less than 100 years ago. So I think vampires were probably real. 2,000 years ago, they were just going around biting people in the neck. Ah, Maybe they were not living forever. Maybe... But you get the idea, right? And I don't really believe this, but cigarettes are the kind of the same way. I know you're saying, 
this all goes back to Kim Jong Un <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Yes. Home Depot has good news for building products companies. Dun, da, da, da. Yesterday, Lowe's was a little on the disappointing side. Today, Home Depot didn't get much of a boost from its recent fiscal fourth quarter earnings report. But sales trends at the home improvement retailer could be good news for the suppliers. Home Depot stock has been rising in the new year. It's up just over 7%. That's kind of nice to see. But the shares slipped on earnings. <clears throat> And yet, there's some positive inside of their earnings. Again, kind of like the whole square thing. Technically, the chart looks great. Fundamentally, the revenues don't look awesome. Home Depot underperformed in 2018. Um, Home Depot said that while growth of U.S. same-source sales shrank by 3.5 percentage points year over year, big-ticket items climbed to 4.8%. So who sells stuff that is goes inside your home? Who sells stuff that goes inside Home Depot that you could buy as publicly traded? Mohawk Industries. Owens Corning, and Whirlpool. Then I get into Black & Decker, USG, Geldwin Holdings, which make windows. Windows are not cheap. You get Fortune Brands for security. You get hardware with like Masco, paint. So some of the bigger ticket items are doing well. Nice to see. And I just gave you kind of the whole home furnishings business. Now, again, there's probably more like Williams-Sonoma that you could certainly add to it. But Mohawk Industries, Owen Corning, Whirlpool, Fortune Brands, Geldwin, USG, Masco. Those are all investable names. And those are all, I think, encouraging in the long term because our homes in the nation sometimes get knocked over by hurricanes. Sometimes our homes in the United States get burned down in wildfires. Sometimes our homes get pushed down by earthquakes. Then you get the, we have babies, and they need a home. And then you have the immigration, and they need walls and homes. Oh, man, I just said walls with immigration. Whoopsie! Doing a live radio show, you can sometimes get some subliminal messaging and or just slip of the tongue. But, yeah, there's a, a demand for homes. And after all the the rain we've gotten recently, there's even more demand for homes, right? And then you get into the homeless issue, which is not my conversational piece of the day. So I will leave that behind. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Treasury Secretary Mnuchin is in the news today. He's saying tax refunds jumped last week, putting them at the same level as last year as government workers got back to work. Maybe what he's trying to say is pay attention to the economy. It may pick up because people are getting refunds. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's news. I don't want to be an alarmist, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it out there. It, it's good enough. You can expect more JCPenney store closures in 2020 and beyond. I'm just surprised they're still around. It basically tells me there must be no UPS or FedEx trucks or mail carrying service next to the stores because it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I think JCPenney should change their name to Jacques Pony and call themselves the famous French retailer, and stock everything in France. They should serve French fries in the cafeteria. J.C. Penney's is dead. You're dead to me, J.C. Penney. Jacques Panet, the greatest French retailer of all time. That's what it's going to take to save them. They still have 800 locations across the country. It's too many. They've brought in geniuses to run the company. It failed. They should just hire me and, and consult on the whole Jacques Penney greatest French retailer um, concept. So they're going to close at least another 18, but Walmart, chomp, 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 eating their lunch. Amazon, chomp, 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 eating their dinner. There ain't much sustenance left there. Just my opinion. 
and I'm sticking with it. So JCPenney, is, is it investable? You can try. Is Macy's investable? You can try. Me and my money, I'll keep it dry and I'll keep it over here and wait for the opportunity. So that's out there. Um, ExxonMobil made its world's third biggest natural gas discovery ever. Now, again, growing up, you heard like there's going to be peak oil and such and you know, we're taking everything out of the ground and we're eventually going to be left with nothing. So it's going to get cold. We're not going to be able to fly planes. We're not going to be able to warm homes. We're not going to be able to drive cars. But we're still finding large amounts that last years and years and years and years and years. ExxonMobil on Thursday said that it made the world's third biggest natural gas discovery off the coast of Cyprus in the eastern Mediterranean. This is just in the last two years. The discovery could represent a natural gas resource of approximately 5 trillion to 8 trillion cubic feet. The European Union instantly comes out and says, we're going to develop a gas hub in the Mediterranean so we can reduce our dependence on Russia. And there it is, right in the smack middle of Cyprus. I throw that out there only because I'm not, I try not to be an alarmist on energy. Um, But yeah, do we need to move more towards renewable? Sure. But at the same time, there's still large swaths of it out there. So if you're an investor in companies like an ExxonMobil, you got some time to say this all ends badly. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money invested in more. We could talk Teslas. We could talk Chevy Volts. We can talk anything you want to talk about. Money investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Both of them in their own right try to please me and I try to do everything I can for them. And they're amazing kids. Um, But I worry about how much debt that the world is creating for them to pay off or their kids. My kids want to be pirates and they want to be astronauts when they grow up. They don't know what, they don't know what they're walking into, right? A trillion dollars of debt is, it's not the average student debt, thank God. It's how much we have in the United States right now, a trillion plus dollars. That's a lot. Do you remember when you were in second grade or first grade and you're learning math and your teacher's like, okay, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 1,000, 2,000, and you eventually get up to a trillion and you're like, what's after a trillion? Is it a billion? No, that's before it. Is it a zillion? Trillion's a lot of freaking money. It's too much. And this is when we're at like the glory days of the United States. We're in an expansion that's rocking and rolling. We've got companies like Facebook and Apple and Amazon that are pushing or or touching or playing with a trillion dollar valuation. Dominant companies. And yet we got some problems with debt. Student debt's the worst for me, in large part because it saddles young people with payments. When I first got a car, you know, I, I probably I don't remember, but I think it was like a $500 car that I had to pay $100 each month for five months to my dad or something like that. And I remember when that burden was over, I was like, whew. So I own a couple properties, and the debt at times, will, I'll tell you, it keeps me up at night. You know, I, I didn't get into acquiring real estate until post-30. I had some earlier, but not much. Manageable. And then when you're post-30, you're like, okay, how do I get rid of this debt before I stop working? So a trillion dollars is an absolute large number. It's, it's, it's a problem that we have, and we need to do as a nation what we can to help our children because they are our future. Debt kills. People contemplate suicide over debt. People become criminals over debt. Now, we're not talking like gambling debt, which 
I don't have a lot of pity for, but some people will even start to gamble because they have debt, and then they take on even more debt. So 29 years old, I don't want the game to be checkmate. I want you to have opportunities ahead of you. I don't want you to like always be servicing your debt. On a societal level, you know, about 10% are delinquent. It could go to 40%. Student debt doesn't go away if it's government debt. I don't want to get all, you know, biblical on you. I don't want to get all epic on you. Epic maker of Fortnite. Epic big event. <sighs> Season 8 out today. Arr, we're pirates, matey. Book of Revelation. I, but debt leads to war. And debt leads to inflation. And debt can lead to autocrats autocracy. Um, it's not abstract to me. When default rates rise, you start seeing the cost of borrowing increase. It's real gearhead stuff that I'm talking about right now, but debt is a big problem. And when we recently saw student loan debt get a trillion in the U.S., it's a problem. I believe that my kids will be able to go to college on my dime. I don't think I would saddle them with debt. I'd rather not. I'd rather eat ramen noodles for a couple of years to send my kids to school. I know you're senior. Can you adopt my kid? Maybe, maybe if your kid happens to be a 22-year-old Swedish uh, model. <laughs> I always wondered what would America do if Snoop Dogg adopted an 18-year-old Swedish girl? You know, we could have Angelina Jolie adopt Ethiopian children. Oh, it's great. She's, she's a hero and a savior. But if we had one of our rappers adopt a Caucasian Swedish grown child, I think the world would lose their mind. Millennials have made their decisions to take out student loans. I know a guy who used to work in radio with me who went to Northwestern, and he spent $100,000 getting a degree in communications. Northwestern is a great school. Comes back to the Bay Area, lives with his mom and dad, still at the age of 30, has a communications degree, works in radio for minimum wage at KGO now. A little bit more than minimum wage, but essentially minimum wage. He'll never pay back that college debt. His career won't make enough to pay that off and to save and to get a house and to get a retirement. Uh, keep in mind, I think a retirement's much more important than paying off your debt, much more important than a house. When you're 70 years old, you could always live with someone. You don't have to have your own house. You could live in a cardboard box. You could sell bananas in Costa Rica. You got to have you know, some wages. You got to have some income for retirement. So I feel bad for the millennials because they've taken on debt and sometimes they've taken on debt for things like communication degrees, which aren't high paying jobs. Science, math, and engineering, high paying jobs, well worth the educational debt. I'd sign on for $2 trillion debt if you know we could staff all of our uh, uh, businesses because they're going to be high paying jobs that have high paying taxes. But I do feel bad for teachers who go out and get $100,000 of debt in the state of California colleges to become a teacher. Now, teachers make a little bit better money than they used to, but not a lot. I'm more worried about like the radio people and the television people where a lot of salaries have come out. And again, I'm not talking about my industry. But when you take a look at debt and where we owe, the largest area is student loan debt. Then you get into mortgage debt. And we got others out there. We'll talk about that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.